It's a big job just getting by with nine kids and a wife. But I've been working, man, dang near all my life, and I'll keep on working. Long as my two hands are fit to use. I'll drink my beer in a tavern, sing a little bit of these working man blues. I'll keep my nose on the grindstone, work hard every day. I might get a little tired on the weekend. After I draw my pay, I'll go back working. Okay, welcome to another episode of Shadows in the Cave. I am Piero Zelos, and we're going to make it a quick one today. I'm, I'm very tired. <laughs> I've, had a, I've had a long week, caseloads uh, keep on getting bigger and bigger for me, and I've been doing other stuff um, around the community as well. Um, trying to prep uh, some of the uh, infrastructure of the school, the LAUSD, for when the kids come back. So there's been a lot of stress. And of course, I've always uh, preached some self-care. So I have to listen to my own advice and slow down a little bit. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm also going to change the schedule of the show when it comes out. It was coming out on Wednesdays and Thursdays. I'm gonna try Mondays. So this this show is gonna drop. Today should be Thursday, November uh, February fourth, not November, whatever. <laughs> um, and so I'm gonna next week. It's not gonna be a show, uh, but the following week is gonna be another show um, on Monday. So uh, whatever the heck that is, so the show. The next new show would be on the 15th, so right after Valentine's Day. So maybe I'll, I'll, I'll do some sort of more a relationship topic that has to do with that stuff. But anyways, um, so actually, yes, Monday, uh, the 15th. So uh, I want to thank everybody for the feedback. It's, I, I've been getting some feedback, and people have been very positive about the show. They've, they've kind of... You know, this is a work in progress for me, and this is a labor of love for me. Um, so there's going to be some changes, some tweaks, etc., etc. And one of the things, whenever people have goals, is that they have to, you have to start by taking the first step, right? And when I had the idea for this show, I wasn't going to get overwhelmed by thinking too much about some of the barriers or some of the um, challenges of creating the show because that, that wasn't going to do anybody any good. If I was going to do this show, I had to take that first step and just get it out there and let it organically evolve through time, which is what happens with a lot of, of the stuff that we do anyway that's goal-oriented, right? We could have a plan, but sometimes we end up tweaking that plan as we're moving along. So that's what's going on with this show. I'm going to try different things. And then, of course, uh, like I said, if, if things don't normalize soon, within the next couple of months, I'm going to start having guests on through Zoom or Skype, which I don't want to do, but I think, you know, there's there's people way more educated and smarter than me that have been great mentors of mine that have a lot to contribute as far as the topics that we cover on this show. So, what are we going to talk about today? Well, 
before we get there, I got to remind people that I am now on Twitter, the Twitter. So if you want to uh, follow me on the Twitter, I haven't promoted the Twitter. So, but I'm going to start doing that uh, in this next coming week that we're, that I'm going to be off from doing the show. Uh, so that's, you could, you could reach me there at edoszelos80 or just type in shadows in the cave and I, I should be right there. Um, and just follow me. I'm going to be putting up a lot of articles, um, and links that, that contribute or enhance the podcast on there as well. I'm also on Instagram, that boy lost in LA. If you want to follow me there, that's more of a personal account. Um, you could see some of the stuff that I'm into on a personal level, um, which I'm pretty, I'm, I'm a pretty boring guy now, so it's not, it's not much. Um, and then you're going to see, then I'm also on Facebook under Pedro Nunez. Um, so, uh, I think my, cause I'm, I'm rarely on Facebook anymore, but I think I have, um, my, 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 what do you call it? The picture that I have, um. I, it's it's up it's uh I went up north about two years ago because because before the pandemic hit I'm I'm a big traveler I I'm always traveling um and 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 I wanted to go up north um and, and so as I was driving up there I I was tired I don't know I don't know what I was doing the night before but I was very tired and I saw this beautiful like lake uh, on the side of the road and so I pulled over. And I went to sleep. And then when I woke up, I just woke up to that view. And it's just like, well, how fucking awesome was that? Like, it just it just took me by surprise. So I took a picture of it. And I had a, I think it was for for the this psychiatric hospital that I'm working at now. I had a background check. So I was like, I like to just, I don't want anybody, you know, nosing around my social media for that so i just i put a picture i put a picture of that lake and i just kept it on because i just never really use facebook anymore um it's a lot of shady business going on with with that medium and i don't want to be involved i don't want to be a part of it there's a lot of shadiness going on with all of social media don't get me wrong but it has to be you know as a promotional tool it is what it is we we kind of have to be on it um but i will do an entire episode on the dangers and 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 uh, how negative social media can be. Also, if you guys have any ideas for topics, I know a couple people have already hit me up. Let me know um, what kind of topics you would like me to cover, and I'll do it more more niche topics, individual topics, um, because I I, co- I, co- I covered a, a broad spectrum already, but they're general topics. They're not very specific. Um, and so yeah like i said this is going to be the, the the last show for about a week and a half i'm gonna we're gonna come back on the 15th of february and um uh, but you guys still have the archives if you guys haven't visited the archives uh we're we're on apple Podcasts, we're on google play um we're on stitcher all the all these places to get your podcast and uh you could you could check out the archives we've done shows on anxiety We've done shows on depression. We've done shows on um, relationships. Kind of that was kind of a little bit of a series, and we covered different forms of relationships and and the dynamics of relationships. We talked about sex last week, um, and that was that was also kind of an introduction to the topic because later on I'll get into more specific uh, 
issues with sex. Um, and and so we, we could do that as well. Um, so yeah, so that's the plan. And so for today, we're going to talk about careers and jobs and how they define us. Um, careers, you know, it's it, it, it's something that, that as a society, we, we don't really think about, but they, they really, the, a career and, or a job, and, and we're going to talk about uh, the classifications of, of different jobs and different careers and, and how they could affect how we feel about ourselves. So, you know, one of the things that's important right off the bat is to understand that whatever you do for a living is, is it's very important because it it it, it has it has um a, an effect on every part of your life and it, again we talked about family being systemic and how you know family and community influence influences one another and we become a reflection on on who we're with right from from a from a from a social point of view. Well, it's the same thing with our career. You know, our, depending on what we do for a living, it's going to influence other aspects of our life. It's going to influence our family life. It's going to influence our mental health. It's going to influence our physical health. And so it's very important that people are open-minded to doing what they love for a living because you're going to spend over 50%, maybe even 70% of your life at work. And so you better fucking love what you do, or else you're gonna be in a lot of trouble. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Um, and so, what one of, one of the established one of the established uh, uh, beliefs or or paradigms is that you 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 identify yourself with your job. In other words, you kind of become your job, and you kind of um, the, the Western culture places a very high value on what you do for a living. That's why when you go to bars or, or whenever you're in any situation where there's small talk, that's one of the questions that always comes up, right? Like, what do you do for a living? And it's, it's interesting because that's a very personal question, but yet because our identity is ingra- ingrained in it so much, it's become an accepted form of conversation, even with strangers. And so... You know, it's interesting because that question itself is going to trigger a lot of feelings within yourself depending on how you view your career or your job. If you're not happy at your job or if you feel that your job is not a socially acceptable job, you're going to your, your your body is going to react and you're going to go into there's going to be a little bit of anxiety when you have to answer that question, especially if it's with somebody that you that that you want to continue a relationship with, you know. But even with strangers, it gets a little weird answering that. So, um, and then it became, you know, even if you're like unemployed because of the stigma that unemployment has in this country, you know, you really feel bad sometimes answering that question if you're not doing anything for a living right now. But these are all things that, again, we talked earlier, we covered it on on a previous show. These are all things that are learned anxieties. These are all things that that come about because there's an expectation of you from being a part of, of your community, your social circle. And so you, you should be able to unlearn those anxieties if you if you come to terms that you're going to create your life by your terms. You're going to be in charge of writing your narrative. And once you come to terms with that, 
these kind of questions and the stressors that they bring are not going to bother you as much. But it takes a lot of practice and it takes a lot of acceptance and accountability on your part because the expectations that we carry are influenced by our culture, by our family, by our friends, by our society. So we have a lot of stressors that are poking at us saying, you have to be here at a certain point in your life and you have to be this established somewhere. And that and that could, you know, that could make us go mad. It, it, it's very, um, it affects the self-esteem and, and our self-efficacy greatly. And, and that's something that we have to change. So that's why I wanted to bring up this conversation because careers and jobs are hugely influential on the way we, we view ourselves. And it's also uh, a big um, influence on how we feel the world views us. So with that said, it's like, so how, do, so how is it that the world views us? Well, one of the things that this country has done is that it's created a class, a class structure with jobs and careers. And it's also created a division line of respect within those careers, right? So it, 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 the blue collar and the white collar and the professional, you know, they're all divided up and, you know, we've placed a lot of value on certain titles, you know, lawyers, doctors, judges, you know, uh, uh, high, high education are respected in this country. And, and many, many years ago, after Nazi Germany fell, they did experiments. You know, we have the, prison, the, the prison Stanford experiment, um, and there's been others as well, where we blindly respect these titles, right? So, so there, there, there's already an obedience of titles here that, that we attribute to people that earn them without having any idea of who they are as a person. So, on the opposite of that, um, the, the less desirable jobs... You know, um, you know, be like being a, a janitor or being uh, an elevator. Um, I don't even think they have the elevator guys anymore. But some places still do. Um, or even like being a mechanic, right? Because people attribute that to being dirty all the time. Um, th those those jobs um, also come with a lot of stigma to them, and we and we tend to um, assign judgment on the person that has them even though it has nothing to do with who they are as a person. But what starts to happen is that the doctor, the lawyer, and the judge, their self-esteem gets enhanced, not only because of their education and what they did to get there, but also because of the way society views them. And when you have like the, like the, like the more of the lesser uh, undesirable blue-collar jobs, those people start identifying with how society views them because of those jobs. So they have, they have less self-esteem. And, and, and again, we need to change that. Because there's no correlation with personality, you know what I'm saying? Like, like so, so we're judging people on only on what they do. So, um, so for for the longest time, you know, way back then, you 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 would essentially when when communities were more stationary, right? When a person would be in a little town for their for all their lives, you would essentially inherit jobs, right? You're you're there was generational careers. So, so you, if your granddaddy owned a store, your daddy probably worked the store, and then eventually you were gonna be owning the store, and that was accepted, and that's what people did for years and years and years. 
and it was easier um not so much emotionally but just um keeping a structure of of the of of labor was easier and the expectation was that you were going to do that and you did it and people thrived on that for many many years but at the same time nobody ever asked these people that's what they wanted to do so they're carrying a lot of unresolved trauma or not trauma but just unresolved negative emotions because maybe they don't want to run the store but that was expected of them so in in a, in a time in another era people were more obedient to expectations especially at a at a tight family level so so families were a little more collectivist instead of individualistic which which is what we are now but then around the 70s um you know with with civil rights movements and you know feminist movements uh creating more rights for women and you know gender roles becoming a little more muddled which which I'm all for by the way um and just the idea of creating an equilibrium in the workforce with uh males and females um that that kind of had an effect on the family unit and we talked a little bit about this on last week's episode and so it's it, it's all it, it's all connected and so now um the career path for both men and women is different because now the women are in the in the market the women are getting equal pay and this is all stuff that they fought for tooth and nail they went in there and they fought for for years and they're still fighting for it because there's still a lot of inequality so this is all changing the dynamic of the workforce which in turn is changing how people get into careers now because there's a lot of there's also a more accepted um stay at home dad now right so it's not as taboo as it used to be so again the the gender roles are getting um the lines are blurring more and more every year and so the the household is uh is becoming a little more diversified with the tasks that it has and that all, that also includes the children so the idea of kind of getting the generational job is is no longer there i mean it's still there in some smaller towns but now people are exploring the options they want to explore even if it takes them out of the city they grew up in right or 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 if it moves them around and we're also seeing more career oriented individuals in part is because of the economy and how we've had issues with the economy over the last 12 years or so um and and that's had an effect on how uh our society has accepted certain things i'll give you an example now people are staying home longer you know it used to be that back in the day you know because again you had a you had a role to play you had a, a societal role to play so you would you would uh you would turn 18 either you would go to college you would go to the army or you would take over the family business or your dad would hook you up in the factory and that's where you would do your time 30 40 years you would retire and that was it and you get married somewhere along the line have kids etc etc um now um but but all that happened when you were 18 to 23 years old right it used to be that if a woman wasn't married at 25 there was something wrong with her like what the fuck's going on here but now um both men and women are staying home longer right now now they're not moving out till they're like 30 25 30 years old. And so now the 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 psychology 
of the household, the families uh, are, are starting new traditions, right? Because the parents don't have to deal with the, with the mental stress of having the kids leave the nest, which could be good and bad. Let's be real about it. I mean, some of these parents, they want the kids to get, you know, get on. But some of them don't because they themselves couldn't afford to live in the times we live in. So they need help. So for economical reasons, uh, you know, children and parents are cohabitating longer and is, and is creating new belief systems. And it's been way more acceptable. Right. And that's OK, because I know that for a long time, um, uh, people that were mid 20s, early 30s, again, going back to the social stressors that we learned. They start getting stressed out about, man, I'm still at home. And what does that say about me? Right. And they don't and some people don't say it overtly, but they think it because it's all around us. But you have to understand that you have to do what you have to do to benefit you at that moment. And as long as you come to terms with it, you should be able to do whatever it is that you want. Right. Because you're not really hurting yourself or you're not hurting others. And at the same time, you're contributing to the household. And that's really that's really where where, where the key is, is contributing to the household, right? Because you're not a slacker. You're not there not doing anything with your life. That's a whole different conversation if that's what's going on. Then we're going to have to talk about that because that's not good. But if you're contributing to the household, then you and it's a means of survival for the times that we live in, there's nothing wrong with that, right? Because you can't compare yourself. Remember, we talked about it in previous episodes. Don't compare yourself to anyone else because they don't have your journey. You know, they don't have you. You haven't gotten the breaks they've had. You haven't at the same time. You haven't gotten the setbacks they have. It's a completely different DNA from your life to their life. So don't compare yourself to anybody unless you have a twin that's got the exact same life breaks, attitude, personality that you do. And hell, that doesn't even exist either. So, um. So yeah, so we're we're becoming more accepting of that, right? So so it's okay to do that because you're investing in yourself. You're investing in in your ability to move forward later on as far as getting a good college education, establishing yourself, and you're getting the little break in life, right? One of the things I wanted to talk about real quick, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a side note here. We got to start appreciating the breaks that we get in life because I brought this up in, in my therapy group over this weekend because we tend to really magnify all of, all of our negatives, right? We tend to we tend to magnify even like myself. Like I'll give you guys an example. Like if I'm, I'm at home because I've been I've been hustling for years, like like I've been hustling hard for years and it's gotten me to where I'm at and I'm very happy and I'm very proud of that. Um, but. Because of, of the way that I used to be. Now I have now I will say I'm kind of enjoying the fruits of my labor now. I'm not, I'm not hustling near as much as I did when I was in my 20s. So I took a big break and and then I came back to the hustle. But I I have a hard time just relaxing and watching TV, right? As a matter of fact, I rarely even watch TV. I'm a big cinephile. Like I watch a lot of movies, but but so um. The other day I'm watching, I think I saw like like two movies in a row, or th- I think it was three movies in a row, which is a lot for me nowadays. And and so I started, there was that little thing in the back of my mind, like, you know, you got to be active, you got to be active. And then I, cha- I, I followed my own interventions. I challenged my thoughts. I was like, no, I don't have to be active. 
Why do I have to be active? Because society says I have to be active. I'm active from Monday to, to Saturday. If I want to have a Sunday here in lounge, it's not a lifestyle. It's, it's, it's leisure time. I deserve it. And I, and I calm myself down. And the point of all this being is that we, t- we tend to magnify all of our negative qualities or what we perceive are negative qualities. But we never acknowledge or uh, have some sort of gratitude for the breaks that we get in our lives. Right? Because life is hard. Life is going to throw you all kinds of shitty situations. It's going to throw you all kinds of curveballs. And why is it that when we have a break, we feel guilty about it? So it's like you shouldn't feel guilty about that. You should embrace it. So if you're allowed to stay at home a little longer in order for you to pursue something, then take the break. Because you know what? Guess what? Later on, life's going to fuck you in in, in other ways that you're going to have to overcome anyway. So take the break and be happy with it and be content and strive to use it to your advantage. Because these are all we have to. When life gives us a break, we have to take it because there's a lot of times when it's not going to give us the break. It's going to make it harder for us, especially being minorities in this country. So take the break. That's all I got to say. And, and ha- take it with a smile and move forward. It's part of your of your progression through life. Okay, now the bad news. I'm going to hit you all people that are at home a little later in life with some bad news. Every time that we have to overcome a challenge, we get what we call developmental skills in in psychology. So within that, we have what's called developmental stages. And in theory, we're supposed to pass these stages to go on to the next stage. And the idea of leaving the nest is going to empower you with the skills needed to survive being away from the nest. Do Do you follow me on that? So... You can't, you can't attain, as much as you're going to sit there and say, well, when the time comes, I'm going to be ready, this, that, or the other thing. No, you're not. It, t- it takes trial and error, like anything, like any new experience that we have. So the longer you stay in the nest, the less skills you're going to have to thrive outside the nest. That's just the, rea- the reality of it. Um, take my word for, the, for it on that. It's not my opinion. It's research. And so... The, 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 the sacrifice or the drawback or, or the consequence, however you want to look at it, of staying home longer is having less skills to thrive on your own. Because there's a lot of, the minutia of living on your own takes a long time to get used to. So you, you could sit there and say, well, I could take care of this, this, and this, and this. That's fine. But there, there's, there's minutia. There's minor details that become big when we're living on our own or we're living or we cohabitating with a romantic partner etc etc and we've never had that experience it's very difficult and it's a trial and error but if you come to terms with that and if you understand that you're not going to be so hard on yourself just understand that when the time comes because like i said earlier there's a lot of people out there listening to this that are 30 25 or, or even like maybe even 32 that are still at home. And like I said earlier, there's nothing wrong with that because these are the times that we live in. And, and this is a, a very progressive way of living. But you also have to come to terms that there's developmental skills that you haven't, you haven't attained yet that other people in their 20s when they left the nest already have. So that's very important to understand and come to terms with that. 
and give yourself a break when you do go out there and you do try to live on your own. You're gonna there's gonna be pitfalls, but that's okay because every time you make a mistake, you're gonna learn something from it and you're gonna move forward, right? So you can't and you, nobody could succeed without mistakes. That's literally impossible. So you're gonna make mistakes. So that's that's important to understand that. So that's the little drawback of staying home longer. But at the end of the day. If it's necessary, and if you're going to use it to your advantage, and if you understand the drawback and, and, and normalize it as part of your progression through life, then you're going to be okay, and you should take it easy on yourself for that. So, anyways, close out that subject. So, let's talk a little bit about the stigma of certain works, because we talked earlier about how like we seem to attribute more respect to higher titles, etc., etc., and there's reasons for that, right? Because... There, there is nobility in working hard for knowledge that not everybody has, right? I have knowledge that you guys don't have, and I'm sure a lot of you have knowledge that I don't have, but that's because we work for it, and, and we put in the time for it. So there is a respect factor that should be implemented for that reason, no doubt about it. But I think people start valuing the, the entire character of a person based on their on their career and that's where i have a problem with because at the end of the day we shouldn't go by what we see visually when it comes to careers i'll tell you like there's a lot of i i, I still do a lot of blue collar work you know um i still i still work a lot with with a lot of people in trades plumbers construction uh um carpenters electricians etc cetera, etc cetera. and um First of all, they make a they make a shitload of money. I'll tell you that right now. Second of all, they have a skill that not everyone has, right? So those people at the end of the day get the last laugh because there's a lot of there's a lot of judgment that's passed on them by the upper class system, but they're raking in about the same amount of money. And a lot of times it's with less stress because all these higher educated people are in leadership positions that have that require a lot of stressful situation and the management of it. So, whereas these other guys, they're going to work, they do their job, they get paid the big bucks, and they go home, and they're happy, and they, and you know. So, anyways, I think we need to always judge the person by their character, how they treat us. I don't care who they are. I don't care if they're the gardener. I don't care if they're scrubbing toilets. I don't care if they're fixing your lights at your house. I don't care if they're fixing you at the doctor's office. I don't care if they're taking care of your legal situation. I don't care if, they're in front, if you're in front of them and they're about to um, sense you or not sense you. Like, it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, the value of a person is in their character, not in what they do. That's a big problem that we have with our society now is that a lot of the judgment comes on what a person does. So I think I should, I'm going to advocate for equal respect for, for the people that work in all classes of, of jobs and careers. All right, so um, let's talk a little bit about college because college is not for everyone. Like we said earlier, when 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 we're, when we're building an identity um, in our teenage years, late teenage years, there, there's there's certain things that we organically gravitate towards, and for a lot of people, it's about not going to college right after high school because academics, which tend to be very oppressive. And very and academics here in this country, let me tell from experience, because I've been doing academics now for like 
over 10 years. It's a very racist system, and it's very oppressive. Now, it gets the job done. It gets you, it gets you the knowledge that you need, but it's also very biased, especially when it comes to not just uh, uh, race relations, but also gender relations as well. Um, so the idea of college, and I, and, and, and I hear it because I also do a lot of adolescent groups therapy, um, and, and that's one of their things, right? It's like, I don't wanna, why do I want to go to college? If, if, you know, I, I, everybody knows the guy that has a bachelor's or even a master's that's flipping burgers. And I always tell people, okay, introduce them to me. Because you know what? That's probably not true. I'm sure there's I'm sure there's isolated cases out there where that is true and especially right now with our economic situation but in general if you have a higher level of education you're going to land somewhere especially if you hustle you got to hustle now you can't you can't go and get your degree and just sit there by the phone and expect it to ring on its own you got to go out there and put in the work but you're going to land somewhere guarantee you're going to land somewhere eventually that's going to give you the respect and the amount of um, income that, that that you feel you deserve for the degree that you earn. But that's 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 beside the point. My point being that I just said it right now. If, if that's not what you want to do, then vocational schools are becoming incredibly popular. Right. And and that's what I'm saying. You go out there and you get a trade like right here in Los Angeles. We got like like uh, Los Angeles Technical Trade um, Center. It's, it's a community college. And that's pretty cool because you get a trade and you also get the academics portion of it. So you could even get a trade and then transfer to university. It's, they're not just going to teach you about the trade. They're also going to they're also going to take care of the of the lower level academic education, so you could get ready to transfer to university. If that's what you want. So that's a good deal, because you you kind of get both worlds there. And then if you're not really into academics, but you want to be uh, an electrician, well then you're going to get a taste of academics. And some people gravitate towards it because they just they they just Especially minorities and low socioeconomic families and communities, they get intimidated by academics because the entire system has been built on the fact that we don't deserve to be in that world. So when they get introduced to it, all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute, that's pretty cool. You know, I, I'm not I'm not scared of it as I thought I was. So then they gravitate towards academics and then they get to transfer over to a four-year university afterwards. And they already have their two-year certification as far as whatever it is they want to do from a trade perspective. So it's it's either, no matter how you slice it or dice it, it's preparing you for something. And it started with you didn't even want to go to college, right? But you enjoy working with your hands. You enjoy carpentry. You enjoy electrician. You, look, you enjoy plumbing. You enjoy working on HVAC units. Okay, well then, that go to, go, go, go to the vocational school, and then that's the gateway to the academic system, and maybe you like it and maybe you don't. Either way, you're going to be prepared. Um... But again, this country puts a lot of stress on, on young people to perform to a certain level that's not even uh, – it, it, it's a very biased system. The IQ system is incredibly biased, and, and it, it thrives on academics. It puts the entire spectrum of success on academics. I know that recently I was just reading that they – I think they're going to get rid of the SATs, which is – great because that was just testing your ability to remember stuff right it wasn't giving you any it, the, the the educational system in this country doesn't empower you with practical tools for survival and that's a big problem but that's a conversation for another day and so 
um, this idea that a, that a kid needs to go to college right after. I mean, I don't know if I agree with that or not. And of course, it's a case by case basis, and you really have to. I would take an assessment of the kid, and that's where, like in my in my field, one of the my career options is to go into like like a, a vocational training or or career counseling or whatever. They, they, it has different names. Um, because we would do an assessment of the kid and, and and have an idea of their skills and what they have to contribute and what, and what their mental aptitude is. But the assessment w- would take everything into perspective, their entire worldview, not just academics, not just math and English. It takes everything. Where are you at with your family life? Where are you at? How do you how do you see yourself as a human being? If, if, you're low, if your self-esteem is lower, then let's pick it right back up and then let's take the assessment again. So there's different variables that come into play to give us a wider range of your abilities and your, and your personality traits. Because at the end of the day, the perfect career that's going to give you the best satisfaction is one that merges your personality and your abilities. Because you're going to get you're going to get satisfaction at a spiritual level and at a professional level. And that's really where everybody should strive to be. You need to find a career that's, that's going to be a good synergy with everything that encompasses who you are as a person, right? If people are more inclined to do art, then follow that. If people are more inclined to be uh, to do science, then follow that. If people are more inclined to work with their hands, then follow that. And everybody fits into a category. It's just all about discovering it. And that's what that's what like career counselors do. They help people through assessments, you know. Like for example, we have something called the Big Five Personality uh, uh, Assessment, where we we assess personality traits, and then from there we can start um, seeing if we could match people with the right career path. There's all kinds of assessment instruments to use on that. But it's very important that people find spiritual satisfaction and and spiritual compatibility, which is connected to their personality. Um, in their career because if not it's going to be a long road you cannot do something that goes against your own grain i mean i mean there's a lot of people that do do it but they end up very bitter and like i said earlier it also affects their mental health and then later on it affects it affects their physical health as well because everything's connected it also affects their family life and their relationships with their kids with their wife so everything's all connected and so it's very important that you have some sort of satisfaction from going to your job every day because I have news for you. You're going to go to work every single day. So, you know, you better figure it out here. Now, as far as the old belief system where you become, a, even if you have some sort of noble profession like a teacher or like a doctor, there was this belief system that you you become what you are. You become what you do for a living, right? Like I said earlier. So, there was some stagnation over the years. So, for example, if a person works so hard to become a doctor, um, that's it. They, they were pretty much a doctor for the rest of their lives. And the problem with that is that our life is constantly changing. Our belief systems are constantly changing. We're evolving as people. So there, it, there might come a time when you're 45, 50 years old where you, you don't really want to be a doctor anymore. You wanted to be a doctor when you were um, 25. But now that you're 45, you don't want to be a doctor anymore. And there was this social pressure to just stay there, right? Including including the idea that you worked so hard to get there, so now you just got to have to deal with it. But that creates a lot of mental stress and dissatisfaction 
and, and it could actually lead to mistakes on the job, which is something something else entirely. So now this new um, this new belief system in in career counseling is this idea that as we evolve through life, we're also evolving through our career options, right? Not not evolving, but we're also accepting the fact that we could enter new career paths at any time in our lives, depending on what we're dealing with in our personal lives as well. Because again, it's all influenced by, by each other. So the old system, which was kind of very predictable and, you know, it's out the window now. Now there's more consideration. Before it was more of a linear process where you just kind of, like I say, you get your education, you do whatever career path and that's it, right? Now there's more consideration on nonlinear change and some of the unplanned influences because we found out that through research that people are more spiritually content and, you know, satisfied with their life, which at the end of the day, I'll tell you this right now, that's really the important thing as we're going through this journey of life together is satisfaction of life. If, if you ever wanted to narrow it down to that, that's really what all this is all about. Um, and that's why I encourage people to write their own narrative because there's only one you. There, I'm not you and you're not me. There's there's only one of each of us, even though there's a lot of us in this world. So if you're already unique, if you're already special, if you already have a bright light, why not make everything about you that way? Why do you have to follow a life script that's pre-written for you? Because at the end of the day, that's not what you were born to do. That's why that's why you tend to feel a little empty sometimes. You were you were you were born to to write your own story until the day you die, whatever that story may be. And sometimes that story involves having a career change in 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 your midlife, or having or 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 being in year three of, of university and then all of a sudden saying, you know what, this is not for me. I'm gonna I'm gonna course correct here and then starting for a new career, right? You're going to get all kinds of people saying, oh, you wasted your three years. You didn't waste anything. You learned from that. Because had you not gone through those three years, you wouldn't have never realized that that wasn't for you. So you're constantly learning. So there's no wasted three years. Now, it might cost a little more in the, <laughs> in the pocketbook, but again, there's trade-offs everywhere here. Um, but... So, so as you're navigating through life, you're kind of you're 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 the you're the commander, you're the chief of that life, right? You're you're a participant of that life. Instead of being a spectator, which a lot of people are, you're a you're you're a participant. You're the main participant, and as you're as you're navigating through this life, you're creating and relating to your personal stories and attaining meaning from that, and you know. Within that, if, if you combine it with education and work, you as you're going through time, that's going to change. So you change your work and you change your, your education, and there's nothing wrong with that because it's going to bring it's going to bring more meaning to your life, which in turn is going to bring more self-affirmation and and your self-efficacy is going to improve as well. So all these things are connected to make you a better person instead of staying stuck in a situation where spiritually you feel you don't belong anymore right and so there's a, and now 
before I get out of here, because I really wanted to make this a short episode, there's obviously there's barriers. There's going to be barriers because if we have a family, sometimes it's not easy to course correct, right? Um, and there's bills to pay. I, I get it. There's all that stuff that's going on. But like I said earlier, like like I said earlier with this podcast, there's always that first step, right? Start testing the waters. Start go if if you want to change careers, then start start small, right? And when it comes to family, I mean honestly, you know your spouse, your partner, whatever the case may be, they should be very supportive because at the end of the day, they're also gonna benefit from this because you're gonna be a a functional mentally healthy person if you're allowed to take that risk right if you have the autonomy to take charge of your life with their blessing everybody in that family is going to benefit and even if the risk is big at the end of the day that risk believe it or not is going to unify that family because it was done for in order for the for the person to to feel more um satisfied with life so it's and of course there's gonna be you know there's gonna be a times where where the, the maybe the risk ain't worth it but it's all about the assessment and just kind of seeing the big picture right I think in general these kind of chances are always worth it because even though you might see a lot of barriers and a lot of dangers and a lot of stumbling blocks it's still it's still generated on fear and fear is what keeps us all in place. If you were to ask me, what is the one thing that keeps everybody stagnant? It's not starving. It's not possibly losing your home. It's not, you know, uh, this idea that your family is not going to accept your new career path. It's fear. And fear magnifies everything negatively. Fear convinces you to suck it up and go to work another day to a place you don't want to go. And come home to unsatisfied which in turn is going to affect your 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 family's situation because if you're not satisfied you're not going to be able to hide that very long and it's going to come out in other ways it's going to come out in negative behaviors whether you start drinking or you start or there's a lot of arguments or there's uh all kinds of other things going on and so again it's very important that if you if you feel there's a change to be made sit down with your family talk about it openly and at this point, you should be able to do that. If you can't do that, then that's a whole other conversation because that's more about about relationship issue. We should be able to sit down and say, this is what I need and this is the support that I need. Can we do this? And even if the answer might be a reserve yes, you still got a yes. And even if the answer is no, then let's, let's compromise. How could we turn the no into a possible yes? As long as you have that hope there, from your family and the encouragement, then you're going to be okay. The worst thing you could do is have a, a, a strict bottom line no and at the same time not be happy at your job because that's completely going to uh, destroy you inside and everybody's going to suffer for it, guaranteed. So I think that's where I'll end it. There. One last thing I'm going to say about people that do decide to go to college or people that have a negative view about college, it's not about... The thing about going to the university or college or anything, there's, there's a lot of positives because, again, it, it, it makes you accountable for something in your life, especially if you're young. But don't, 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 don't get me wrong. Anybody could go back at any time. But when you're young, 
it forces you to have discipline. The journey also connects you to other like-minded people, right? Which is the beautiful, that's what I liked about college, among other things that I'm not going to get into here. Um, and, and so <laughs> that's the beautiful thing about university and the college experience is that you get to network with like-minded individuals. With they, they, they influence you, especially if you're in a career path that you really, really love and are passionate about, right? Which, which you should be because if you're going to invest that time and money, it better be something that you, at least at that moment, you feel that you could do for the rest of your life. Um, and, and, and also... Is gonna is gonna make you accountable for a lot of stuff that you weren't accountable for. It's gonna it's gonna show you a different perspective because one thing one thing about going to college is that you are not just focused on your specialty. There's also other other aspects of education which are gonna open your mind and are gonna kill a lot of the ignorance that we tend to have when we're stuck in that community setting and we don't expand our mind. And, and college expands your mind. It, it puts new perspectives that you probably had never thought about through the general education system. So, so all those are the things that I want you to understand that are your benefit, and those are the things that you're gonna take with you for the rest of your life. I, I, I tell, I tell the the young kids, I'm like, yeah, you're gonna get a degree at the end of it, but that that's kind of in a lot of ways that's anticlimactic because you get your degree and then you move on. The, the beautiful thing about the college experience is everything from the day you start to the day you end. Whatever's in there in the middle, the meat in the sandwich, that's the beautiful thing about the college experience. And that's what I promote. Because just focusing on the degree, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get, oh well, once I graduate, I can't do nothing with that degree. Let's say all things being equal, that's the truth. Even though I don't I don't particularly believe that, but let's say it is the truth. Okay, that's fine. But what about everything you learned along the way, which you can't see until you experience it, which is which becomes hard when you're trying to explain that to a teenager, believe me. But still, I paint the picture and it's like the journey is what's gonna give you that the, those wonderful memories and the experience and the knowledge and the skills. And then you're gonna get a piece of paper at the end of it. That's fine. You could you could use that to make money and, and have a good career later on, but the journey is invaluable. And the journey is something that no one could take away from you. So, anyways, we're going to cut it off right there because, I'm, like I said, I'm dead tired and I want to go to sleep. Um, but thank you for listening once again. And once again, uh, I gave my socials in the beginning. Now, one thing I do, I do want to ask is that if you are listening through Apple Podcasts, go ahead and, and give me a review right there. I've already got some, and I really appreciate it for the people that have reviewed the show um, I would appreciate a five-star review because that helps with the visibility of the show and the algorithms and all that stuff. So if you could do that for me, I would really appreciate it. Or anywhere else you could review it or share it, all that good stuff, um, if you like what you hear. And, of, and like I said earlier, we're going to take the week off, so you can go ahead and hit up the archives if you haven't listened to some of the archives yet. There's a lot of good stuff on there as well. And once again, Edozelos80 is my Twitter name. Um, and or shadows in the cave you could try both um oh and also uh dead boy lost in la on instagram so you could hit me up right there and pedro nunez on facebook so all these things if you have any questions comments critiques i'm open to everything uh, because i'm a lifelong learner so hit me up there and again one last thing like follow your passion just follow your passion give yourself a shot right and 
if 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 you if you if you have the if if you feel that you that the load is too much for you that you have your family to worry about which is completely understandable talk to them express yourself communicate and hopefully your family will be understanding to at least allow you to dip your toe into a new career path because you don't have to go full on and and and, and suit up and, and go to battle on a new career path you could take your time because time is a constant thing it's going to it's going to Time is moving. It's going to move no, no matter what you do. So if you take your time, it's just as good as going in full throttle. The worst thing you could do is not start at all. So give yourself a chance. Have have a career that reflects your personality, reflects your taste, reflects your attitude. And I, and I guarantee you're going to be all the better for it. You're going to come home feeling fulfilled, satisfied, and feeling like, like, like your day has has meaning which is very important in our lives remember what i said it's all about finding meaning in our lives because we don't want to feel empty right so go for it just go for it you know don't never allow fear to hold you back because one of the worst curses a person could carry into old age is the old what if you don't want to do the old what if i remember i'll, I'll share this quick story before i get out of here i remember my niece, I took her to some, I, t- I took her to the Vampire Diaries convention like like two years ago, right? And <laughs> she, they, they had a Q and A, and and she wanted to ask a question to one to one of the stars of the of the show, right? But you had to go up there and you had to get on the microphone. It was very embarrassing for a, for a preteen at that time, and I could only imagine how embarrassing it was. But I told her, I told her, look, what's the worst that could happen? Let's talk right now about the, what's the worst that could happen. And once I normalized her anxiety, she was okay with it, even though she still struggled. And I told her, what you're going to get from going out there, up there, and even if you stumble, the rewards you're going to get from that are going to be so much more than staying in the seat and wondering for the rest of your life what you could have asked that guy, which she had some sort of crush on, by the way. Um, so she did it, and I was very proud of her, and I told her that. I, I validated how... Her, I first of all, I validated her anxiety, which is important, and I also told her, "Look at what you just did. Not a lot of people would have been able to do that. And now look at what you got as a reward. You got this lifetime memory of talking to that guy, whom I don't even know who the hell he was. I don't care, but she did. And in her mind, she was like, "This guy was the greatest thing ever." And now nobody's gonna take that away from her. And that, and that, and that—that's just one example. We we deal with that all the time. Don't let being shy or embarrassed kill your dreams because it's a horrible way to live. Anyways, thank you, and we'll catch you down the road.